0: Well, welcome back, everyone, for another episode. And I'm super excited for today's guest. And she's actually a return guest. Today, we have Michelle Stokes back for another episode. Welcome, Michelle. Hi, Gina. I'm happy to be back. We have so much that we're going to talk about today. And I'm so happy you're here. So, for those of you who don't know Michelle Stokes, she's a mom extraordinaire, she's a business owner. She's a community leader and just a trailblazer for women. I mean, Michelle, you just inspire people, you empower, and you really want to help other women succeed. And I just think you're truly amazing. But for those people who haven't heard maybe our first episode, or, or maybe they don't know who you are, could you just take a moment and give our listeners a brief
1: explanation of who you are? Uh, sure. So I'm Michelle. Um... I'm from Fogo Islands, like a small town girl. I am a mom of two, like Gina said. So I have a three-year-old and an eight-year-old. So life at home is pretty busy. Um, I was a nurse. Um, I like to say I kind of was, I guess I'm an early retired nurse. Um, I was a boutique owner. And in the last couple of years, I've kind of laid those hats to rest. So currently I am a mom, a wife, and me and my husband own a real estate company, um, sold by Stokes. And that's kind of where my focus is right now. I think before we get in, Gina, I'd probably like to say that like, I'm, a, I'm a doer. If people know me, know Michelle, I'm a doer. I'm not a thinker. I'm like, once I get an idea, it's like 100% or nothing. Um, and that might help how this conversation's going to go. <laughs> Absolutely. And I love that about you. I love how when you
0: have an idea, you just go for it. So if, if we're listeners, if you haven't listened to the first episode, I highly recommend that you do. Um, and on the last episode, Michelle, you shared a little bit about how your boutique got started. Could you give us like a Coles Notes version about that before we dive in, just so listeners can have an idea of what we're talking about when we dive into this huge transition in your life?
1: Yeah. So um, if you haven't listened to the podcast, so the previous one, I had a boutique, online clothing boutique for, I guess, three to four years. Um, and last summer in 2020, I kind of had a pivot moment where I was like, do I just get rid of this four year plan, passion project, or do I kind of go all in from online to an actual in-store location? So I went to an in-store location, opened up a big boutique uh, during the pandemic, and we were open for about six months and then I closed. (laughs) Right. And I mean, on the last podcast, too, we
0: talked about your aspirations for the company. We talked about your long term plan, what you wanted to see. And then you made a decision to close it down. Mm -hmm. And I think this is such an amazing piece that we're going to dive into. And I want to say before we start and preface it with the fact that thank you for coming on the show and talking about this because, once again, it's called Keeping It Real. And this is a side that a lot of people choose not to talk about, you know? They kind of hide under it and say, you know what? I don't need to talk about it. I'm just going to move on. But I really applaud you for coming back on
1: and sharing this part of your journey. It's huge. So thank you before we dive in. <laughs> You're very welcome. I've, when you approached me, I kind of, I was a little bit hesitant. I'm not going to lie, just because I guess the failure around um, the topic, but I think like our bombshell community and myself, I think we kind of needed that, like, A little bit of a closure. I don't think any of us have gotten that closure. So, this might be a little initial step to that, maybe.
0: Oh, definitely. And sometimes just talking about it and, you know, looking at the behind the scenes, like a lot of people don't see what's involved in the process of growing a business, you know, closing pieces of a business and the whole process that goes through it that you go through to do make those things happen. So, I think this is good, like you say, for yourself, your community, and just to put closure to a piece that is you know, it was a huge part of you and it still is in a lot of ways, you know? So I think it's just so important to honor those pieces because I think sometimes we glamorize business as it's like this beautiful thing, but we both know it's a freaking roller coaster.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like maybe a lot of local businesses maybe have gone through something similar and they just like, didn't want to talk about it. Like I've gone through that phase where like, I don't really want to talk about it. So like, well, let's talk about it. Yeah.
0: But I mean, there's a lot of shame I feel that comes with when we put ourselves out there and it doesn't go as planned or we decide to stop continuing on a path. And I don't think that there should be shame around it. You know, I think it's something that we should be able to talk about. And the more we talk about it, then it gives other people permission to go, Oh, wait a minute. Michelle shared that story. You know, what? I can share this piece of me too. And just the weight that's going to come off your shoulders when you give yourself
1: permission to be open about it is huge. I think I know. Like the first podcast was giving people like the extra push to start something, and I was like, "Well, it's okay if you fail." One hundred percent. Whatever you want to say. I don't know if it's a failure, but it's okay to move on. Yeah.
0: And I don't think it's a failure at all. You know, I think for someone who is on the outside looking, not knowing what we're going to talk about today and your heart and your decisions and what prompted you to do that. Sure. Some people might think that, but in my opinion, this is nowhere near failure to me by making the space that you are, you're allowing so many other things come in that's going to fill you up and that's going to bring you on the path closer to your goals. So we're going to dive into that. So can you take us on a little journey and maybe describe how all this went down? Like what was the process of you going from having the dreams and the aspirations for the business to closing it down? Like what, what happened in between?
1: In the moment, I didn't really think about it, but like now like reflecting and looking back last summer, when I had that, like I was at a decision. Do I close the online boutique or open up the store? I think I, that was probably an opportunity where I probably not like I should have closed it, but like that might've been a better decision. But anyway, I didn't because I'm not that person. So I think like, you know, first when we started opening the first couple of months, it was all this, like, it was glamorous. It was so exciting. It was so much fun. But like deep down, when I opened the store for Bombshell, I wanted to be the face and say the funds behind the business, but I didn't want to run the business whatsoever. Like I didn't want, I didn't work there, but because I was just because you weren't on the cash there, like there was so much stuff behind the scenes you still had to do. So I think after like November, December, January, like, you know, super busy, I had a great staff, great team, but I noticed like, after then, like there was like a few weeks where I like, kind of like avoided going over to the store. Like if we were doing calls with a manager and stuff, it would be on the phone over Zoom. Like I, I don't know. Like now when I look at it, I kind of I recognize that i I started to kind of like shy away. And I don't know if it was I, I feel like it's because I just I guess because I was just being so successful with our real estate business and so focused on that and like could see how much I can accomplish. It was like this passion project, where like where do I want to be? Anyway, fast forward a little bit. I was preparing to close after our first year, like when me and my husband, Josh, decided to open a boutique, we had a year to like see if it was going to work. And deep down, I was prepared to close September of this year. I, I feel like I just came to a, a point where it was just like, it's not where I wanted to put my focus on my time. So when we decided to close earlier, it was because one of my awesome staff members had an opportunity to go elsewhere with another job. She approached me. She was upset. I was upset. I cried for a full day. I was like, no, like my store can't close. But in between that, like panic. Like, what do I do? I talked to my husband. I talked to Emily, our coach at the time. And it kind of made me like look at it as if like, Michelle, like you can, you know, step away from real estate for like six months and make this work if you really want to. Or is this an opportunity for you to just move on. And I can, I really needed someone to tell me that. Um, and that it was okay if I did move on type thing. So, yeah. So I think it was coming and it was, I guess, uh, rewind and it happened a few months earlier than I expected because of that. Um, and then, yeah, I just, I had like, I decided that night it was like, I have to decide, am I going to like, you know, go work at a store, find a new manager, get everything up and running, or am I just over it? Like, is it just ready? Am I ready to move on? And that's what I kind of did. It was like two weeks, bam, done. It's over. That's amazing. I I laughed, but it was like, yeah, it was a roller coaster.
0: No. And I can only imagine the emotions that came from that because once again, go back and listen to the first one of the passion that Michelle had in creating this, like you created the boutique from the bottom up, You know, it's this was something like you say, it was your passion project. It was the thing that that you put into the world that helped you leave your nursing career. You know, so like it's not just like, oh, yeah, you you close it up. I can only imagine the roller coaster. And because you're so community oriented, that was definitely on your heart as well
1: closing the physical store or not having the product was not an issue it was just like when I when I went to the staff and said we're closing you're like okay like you know like by the summer I'm like no like we're gonna be closed in two weeks the hardest part about it was going online and telling like I'll, I'll say it was like a bombshell it was like a little community it was mostly like moms that followed me since like I started it and we had this like huge connection so I think the hardest part was like trying to like communicate with them that this is what like there's other things important to me now that they weren't important you know what I mean I still yeah I still try and struggle and try to come up with a way to still connect with all these women because it was so important to me um but that, I think that was the biggest struggle it wasn't like closing actual store it wasn't about the clothing It wasn't about the product it was about like I guess just the community that we we built over a couple of years like that was the hardest part
0: One hundred percent. And, you know, it's such a journey when you're making these decisions. But I think there's such a lesson in the fact of what you said, that it's okay for you to veer off the path that at one point you thought that you should travel. Because I truly believe that that, you know, this whole beautiful community, this beautiful business that you had has shown you things about yourself that you never knew was possible.
1: Never knew it was possible. Never.
0: Right. And then when you're going down that, it allows you to look outside of yourself for more possibilities. And I really don't think there's such thing as failure as you go, you know, through this business world. And as you set goals for yourself, because at one point, yeah, this was a long-term goal for you. It felt good. It might've felt like the only path that you had, but as you started moving forward, you're like, Oh, wait a minute. Like I can actually create the future that I want. And then you looked inward which a lot of people still don't talk about. There's still this stigma around you put your head down, you hustle, hustle, hustle. You don't, I'm doing air quotes, fail. But this is a beautiful lesson in my in my opinion, because I guarantee you there are so many listeners listening right now who might be in a, you know, a similar situation that are holding on from the fear of what other people are going to think.
1: 100% and I had that like that that initial day when I like cried for a full day and like I cried and talked to Josh and cried and talked to Emily later like they helped me you know be like Michelle who, who who cares what people think and it really made me look at it differently and like I still struggle with that like how people of you know course. think of course and how you look or perceive but it takes time to work on that and like you know what I mean yeah absolutely definitely. But
0: I feel and I mean, like we've only gotten to know each other uh, over the last year or so, but I have so much mad respect for you for following that inner knowing that this wasn't for you and for really tapping into, you know, I'm going to do this because I know it's right for me and not listening to the external pressures and what society is telling you to do. Like I was cheering you on the whole way. I didn't understand. I didn't know why. Like this is the first time I'm hearing all this, but I guarantee you I was cheering you on because I, what I do know of you, you're following your heart and you're once again, being a trailblazer for women and giving them permission to be, it's okay to change my mind.
1: Yeah. I think a, like an important point was that it was, it wasn't a forced decision. It was a decision that I made. Like we didn't have to close because we were bankrupt or we didn't have to close yeah. because sales were crap. Like, it it was just I think if that was the case I don't know if I would be less I would still talk about it I would I'm just that person yeah but I can see people being a bit more shy to talk about that but like luckily I had a decision and a choice and it was on my time it wasn't forced on me type thing um, so that's, that helps but still like you know it just didn't just wasn't my thing anymore no and that's that's okay like I think
0: we need to normalize that you know you can do something and have goals and then as you maybe achieve the goals, because you were crushing your goals, Michelle, like you were like, this is happening. There's no doubt in my mind that if you continued with this, all the stuff that we talked in the last podcast will come true. But I think it's more than just achieving a goal. It's how you're feeling while you're achieving the goal. And I think you did that so beautifully. So back up to that moment where, like you just said, you had this, you had a choice, you had your moment, you were, you know, super emotional. What was the leading compass that made you make the decision that you did? Like, what was that thing that was like, no, I need to trust. How do I look inside and see what I really want?
1: I remember it like on point. Josh asked me, Josh, my husband, he asked me a question. He was like, he was like, Michelle, he's like, I can let you or you can take six months off real estate and go over to the store and make this work, you know, figure it out, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, do you want to? And I didn't even think about it. I just immediately said, no. It just came out of me. And I, I just I stopped and I was like, "Did I just say it out loud?" Like, you know what I mean? Because apart, I feel like the real the old Michelle would be like, "No, I can't let it go. I got to make it work." Well, you know. But like, it, I didn't even give it a thought. As soon as he asked me that question, I was like, "No, I don't. I don't want to." And he was like, "Well, how come?" And then he kept prying or whatever. And I was like, "I just, it's just not there anymore."
0: Yeah. And I think that's beautiful. I think we all need somebody in our life that's going to ask us those tough questions. And force us to look inward. So on the outside looking in, I feel that like you've done a lot of work on yourself, a lot of self-discovery, a lot of like inner work that allowed you to ask yourself what you want. How important is that would you say, in the entrepreneurial world where
1: you had to make these tough decisions? It's super important. Like I look back at like myself and like us like ten years ago, like, you know, I didn't do any of the coaching, any of the reading, any of the podcasts, I didn't follow any of these like inspirational women and all these people. Start doing that and like just having like a different relationship with Josh and trying to have a different relationship with our kids too. It just changed you. I don't know, it just I don't know, like there's like an old Michelle and new Michelle, and I don't know why if one's better than the other, like the old Michelle is still there. But like it um it's super important. It is super important and like I guess I've never really thought about like giving yourself grace or giving yourself permission and all these words. But when you keep hearing it and you hear other people's stories, you're like, yeah, like what's the big deal? Like I can, I can give myself grace too.
0: Absolutely. And I love that you can give yourself grace too. And anybody listening, you can give yourself grace too. And I think it's just really stepping away from what others want and just even asking a simple question. What do I want? What feels good? What am I doing out of obligation? And what would I really like to do if I had the choice? The bottom line is we all have the choice in how we follow through, right? So I think that's such a beautiful lesson. Um, what, so you made it the, um, like you just talked about, you were listening to podcasts, you were journaling, you were listening to these other things. Would you say that they definitely helped you with self-discovery? Because a lot of people, they separate the two. Some people think, oh, that's just something you know, that I do outside of my business. But in my opinion, it's all connected. It is all connected.
1: If I I think if I haven't listened to so many like relatable stories and seen so many people succeed because they fail like they failed in the past, I feel like it would have been a lot harder decision. And like Josh has done a lot of work too, like with himself and like mindset and stuff like that. And like the questions sometimes he prompts and asks and like Emily, our coach at the time, like the questions she was asking me, like is questions I probably wouldn't have thought about and asked myself. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like it would have been like, Why am I thinking about this? But like getting that like those prompts, it it do it really helps.
0: Yeah, and just helping you look at a different perspective too, right? To see outside of the box that maybe we can't see.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like I remember when we were in the coaching program, I was really struggling because I really wanted to foc- focus on bombshell. Like everything we talked about, was our goals, our up. Yeah, it was all yeah. bombshell, and I I struggled because. My heart and my energy really wanted to make our real estate company. and You yes. know that wasn't really like an ultimate goal of mine, but like I struggled in our masterminds because I had these two businesses. What was more important? What did I want to focus on? And I was like, Ugh, I, just, I, I just I struggled with that. And finally, when I realized, I was like, Oh, okay. Here's a weight off my shoulders. I'm just gonna go over this lane. <laughs> Absolutely, and I love that. So. Uh, let's just take a step
0: back for a second, because I guarantee you there's some listeners right now who can resonate in everything you're saying, especially in the piece of I have these two things. I don't know how to choose. What advice would you give them on how to
1: let something go that is just really not serving them anymore? I think people just need to like I really go. at My gut. Do you know what I mean? I don't know how I'm going to verbalize this. That's guy. okay. You're doing great. <laughs> but I think people just really need to like sit back and like look into the future or whatever. And, like, when I look at my like big goals and everything was bombshell going to get me to that big goal. Probably not. Like, you know what I mean? Like my name might've been recognized maybe like, you know, that part of me. But I think it just is really important to like, kind of like, I guess sit down and just reflect and like look you know, your heart is here, your gut is telling you this, your brain is telling you to, to do this, but like really deep down, it's just do what, like what feels right. Not what people expect of you, what you think is right, but what your heart and what, what you want to do really.
0: Absolutely. And I think you don't even need to explain what that feeling is because I think everybody knows that feeling. Everybody who's listening has probably done something against their gut But it's really not shoving it away. A lot of people have gotten really good at shoving away and being like, well, I need to do this. I should do this. I started this. I have to finish it. And there's a, you know, there's a fine line of following through on your goals and pushing yourself on times when you don't want to. But if your underlying feeling is this is a goal that you just don't want anymore, then I think it's just so important to, to tap into, is this what I
1: want? And if not, making the hard decision to just step away from it. Exactly. I feel like anyone who's ventured into starting a business and have lost passion or have been like forced to close or whatever, I feel like, I feel like it's, more, it's an opportunity now, not that it like takes a piece away from you. I feel like if you have the energy and like determination to start something and it didn't succeed, like you have the ability to do something else.
0: Exactly. And I think that's lost on a lot of people. And I think the fear of what other people are thinking and that fear of failure again. And I hate that word because, you know, yes, people, there are things that we fail at, but we can move past it. Right. Exactly. Um, I, I guess. No, I'm going to backtrack on that. It's not that I don't like the word failure. I don't like what failure does to people,
1: if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Because you're, you, yeah, you're, you're, you're you get sheepish, you want a hard away, and you don't, some people just don't want to share that. Yeah.
0: And you know what? Something else just came up because a lot of people say there is no such thing as failure. I'm going to call BS on that because there is such thing as failure. There is is 100% is. yes. Yeah. But it's what you do with that failure. I think that makes a difference. And I think we just need to, I guess, take off that pressure of failing and invite the failures because If you didn't fail, we'll say fail, we'll go for it. If you didn't fail or if you didn't close a store, or if you didn't decide to not follow through on your goals, then just think of where you would be right now. You would probably still be torn. You'd be trying to go between two places. You wouldn't be reaching your maximum potential in your real estate business. So I think like what you do with that, it's creating that space for more
1: amazing things to come in. It is, yeah. I remember like when I announced it to like our social media world, I was at the store by myself and it was after hours. I remember it was dark and I don't know why I went over. I was over there maybe just looking at what stock we had left. I'm not really sure. And it just, it, it hit me. And it was like, I get to write this story now. Like no one else is going to say, Oh, Michelle had to close because they had no money or, but like, I was like, that's not going to happen. Like I'm going to, I get control of how it is like, how people perceive it and how I want people to understand so I remember that night, like getting on social media and being like, OK, I have some news, And like all my staff and all my friends are writing me be like, where did this come from? And I'm like, I it was just, I had this inner battle. I knew it was going to happen, happen for like, you know, a week and I just I just need to get it out. And I wanted to like start the story already. So like, no, there's no gossip. There's no rumors. There's no none of this stuff that was going to try to bring me down. I was like, I'm just going to get ahead of it all. I have goosebumps and I have
0: a sweatshirt on on a really warm day.
1: (laughs) That is such a beautiful
0: lesson that you get to create your story. And whether that's business, life, relationships, money, like you get to choose what your story is and how it's going to play out. Did that take courage? Yeah. Were you scared? (laughs) I bet, but you still did it. So maybe we could just even talk a little bit about that. Like,
1: how do you take that courageous action? I don't know. I'm, everyone's different. Everybody's different. And everyone, some people are thinkers, some people are doers, some people like, I actually am not a great communicator. Like, let's just say, I mean, my husband have like a little bit of an argument. I'm, I'm a better writer than I am a communicator. It's my tone and stuff anyway. <laughs> but like, I don't know. I remember being at the store that night and I don't know. I'm, I just, when something's on my mind, I just had to to say it, to get it out. It might not come across in the right tone or terminology. Sometimes sometimes I might not think it through the best, but like when something's really like playing on my heart and on my mind, I just got to like, let it go. I just, I don't know. It's just who I am type thing. You just take that action. But I think that's a good lesson too. Like, I think, you know, if
0: there is a business owner out there listening who has not experienced fear, (laughs) I call BS again, we all have that fear and it's, looking that fear in the eye and taking the action and doing the scary thing. And I think really in, in all of the businesses decisions that I've had to make, it's feeling the fear and doing it
1: anyway. Yeah. The higher power is just working yourself up to do it. Once it's done, you're just like, wow. Okay. That, that was, there was, okay. That's fine. But I mean, that's the thing with fear. We always make up
0: these hypothetical stories and we make it so much worse than what it is. So If you feel the fear and you act on it immediately with some thought process in there as well, that's definitely necessary. But we always finish by saying, you know what? That wasn't as hard as what I thought it was going to be or how hard I made it up to be, you know? Yeah. And I think people respect you more for the fact that you did, you were brave, you were authentic, you got up there and you shared, you know, the story and the struggle. And here you are again, like you said something earlier in the podcast that if you didn't listen to other women sharing their stories, but now you're doing that for our listeners and giving them that permission to maybe let go of something that's not serving them or to be brave about something that they have to attack in their business. So once again, like that's such a beautiful lesson that you're giving that you have reaped the benefits from other people. So that's pretty amazing.
1: Yeah, I I miss, that was one one of the biggest things I miss about Bombshell. Not because I was, I didn't look at myself as inspirational, but like we just had this connection with women. So like now I feel like sharing stories and like put myself out there. I'm going to start bringing those women back. Not that I don't think I've lost them, but like just at a different, different ability, I guess. Absolutely. And I always say this about
0: products. Like people don't necessarily buy your product. They buy from you as a person, as a brand. So the, you know, all of your community was following you for you and for the beautiful things that you gave them in terms of inspiration and encouragement and bravery and all those things, just because the store has closed down, that doesn't make those things go away. You
1: know? No, that's right. I, I think people still appreciate them still, you know, Pretty real on social media. Like, 100%. Yeah. But people crave that now because a lot of business
0: owners only share the shiny, the good stuff, all, you know, and that's not reality. We both know that like business is not a linear journey. It's like up and down and all around. One day things could be great. The next day, it, you know, it's not. So, you know, not that you always had to be sharing everything, but being real and authentic and showing that, you know what, that there is struggle in it. I think that's why people relate to you so good. Yeah. Thank you. I think
1: so too.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, I know. So I, and that, that's one of the things that I like about you. You share it all. You share the struggles, you share the good things you, but in the struggle, you share the inspiration and getting back up, always getting back up.
1: I didn't, I think in the moment, like back during the fall when the store was open, I didn't see the stress. Right. But, but like, I remember when I came into our, re, like our, our real estate office and when I walked in, even our assistant Kelsey told Josh that I, I was different that day. Yeah. So whatever, I didn't notice it or recognize it, but she, she did. And like, from then on, it was like, whatever stress I guess I was carrying, that I didn't recognize or realize was gone. And it, it changed. Yeah, But you
0: changed. Like, I'm, I'm just thinking of some things that I have let go in my business that it just if it's heavy, then can you imagine the relief that you get when you can finally put that heavy down, you know, and like, just think about the, you know, you have a real estate business, but think about the mental real, real estate that's happening when you're holding on to something that's just not serving you anymore.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was. It, yeah. I it just, it just wasn't, it wasn't, it was not serving me at all anymore. Yeah.
0: Well, I think that's so brave. So looking back at it now, I mean, in the moment you had two weeks to close everything down. Like, that's crazy. I can't believe you did all that. But looking back, is there anything that you would have done differently?
1: I don't think so. I think maybe last year deciding on the store, maybe I probably should have given that more thought because I think the feelings I had then were the same feelings I had when I decided to close, but I didn't really dig deep and like look right. at it. And I, I just didn't want to just give up. So I went all in, of course. So I think maybe if there's one thing I would have changed, I would have given a little bit more thought from the online to the actual store about, you know, running a business doesn't mean that you are just pretty face behind a business. You have so much work to do besides that. And I didn't have, that wasn't a realization for me. I thought if I had the great manager, the great staff that it was just going to run smoothly by itself. And it didn't, it ran perfectly, but I still had to be involved. I didn't want that. So I would have, I wouldn't have done anything differently. I think closing in two weeks, that's just how I (laughs) roll.
0: No, I, I like that. And I, I was just curious in the fact of sometimes we look back and go, oh, maybe, you know, I should have done this differently. But that's that's a really good lesson that sometimes when you just know, you know, and just getting it done and taking action and do what you got to do. Um, but like even thinking back to that time, the first like when you were opening up your storefront, you said you still had the same feelings. So once again, checking in with your gut and really asking yourself, are you moving forward for the right reasons? Or are you just doing it because you think it's the next thing to do is so damn important. It is, yeah. I think
1: if I didn't open a store, I think I would have always thought what if. I think so too. Yeah. So I think opening it bypass that. It was a lot, you know, a lot of yeah. commitment. But I feel like I probably would have always questioned myself, like, what if I had tried something differently? But like at this point, I there's no what ifs. It's like I did it, I tried, yeah. I just just lost, yeah, just lost that that spark that I had for it.
0: Yeah. And I think too, like doing something and then realizing it's not what you want to do is way better than like looking back and wondering, should I have done it?
1: Exactly. You know,
0: so if you are listening, like there's so many lessons in this podcast, but another one is just like, if you have that feeling on your heart, the only way you can learn the lessons in it not being good for you is you got to start, you got to try it.
1: True. 100%. Yeah.
0: Sometimes we have these goals, and once we pop in and we start working on them, we're like, yeah, like I always tell my clients, I used to have a goal. That I wanted abs. (laughs) And then once I started exploring that, I realized I don't want abs. I just want to be healthy. But if I didn't start that journey, I never would have known. I would have always had that as a goal. So starting a goal, having it be messy and realize it's not what you want is just as powerful, in my opinion, as doing something and getting what you want. Yeah, I agree. So everything is done. The business is closed down. How do you feel now?
1: I felt so, I had so much, I guess, clarity and so much focus. We have like huge, big plans for our real estate company. And I feel like I, I wasn't hundred percent committed. And once that heavy boutique stress came up, it was like, okay, here I am. Like hyper-focused. This is what we want to do. This is what we want. Like, this is our, like our dream big goal. And this is how we're going to do it. So as soon as soon, like Kelsey said, like our assistant said that day I walked in, she's like, Michelle's different. I'll never forget it, but it was just putting to the back of my mind. I didn't have to focus yes. on it at all. Well,
0: it's a, like that chapter is closed and now you can create new goals for your real estate business. Because the thing is, we only have so much mental capacity. And I believe that right now, if you still had
1: bombshell, you
0: wouldn't be able to have the goals that you have for your real estate business.
1: No. And I agree. Like everyone used to always write me like a lot of people write me. I don't know how you do it. All. I don't know how you do it all. I'm like, I don't do it all. I'm running around with my head chopped off.
0: Yes. And for you too, one of your goals is to have that quality time with your family. So even just take it past a business goal, like your, I don't want, I don't like the word balance is one word I really definitely don't like, but your balance, like one of your, your morals is to have that time for your family and to be present for them. So having the two businesses while, yeah, you know, you were running around like your head chopped off, you know, there was almost this gamble with your family and your businesses.
1: Do you still have that now? No, we don't. Well, I feel like we'll always. We'll never really have like a balance. We don't have people to do yes. the But like for us, like when I had the boutique in the evenings, I would be over there trying to like do stuff, trying to like prep stuff, order stuff, whatever. I would bring my kids there, and it would be hell because they would be crying, and he would not want to be there. And real estate is not glamorous. Like everything's not beautiful either. But thankfully, Josh and myself are on the same page that we have like hired agents, so like I don't have to work in the evenings, Josh doesn't have to work in the evening. So like that's that's a step that we're you know that's continually evolving. But the 20 hours I spend at Bombshell, I don't spend at Bombshell now a week. I spend at home with the kids or at the park or whatever. That's right. And it's right?
0: really getting clear on those goals and what you want, you know. So once again starting a goal and not realizing everything that entails in order to make that goal happen. Sometimes it means you know what? Nope, stepping back because something else needs to take the importance, right? And finding that balance for you and your family or what works for you and your family, you know, this definitely was a step closer to what you want.
1: 100%. Yeah. Because when I have free time, I, I didn't have free time because I will be on social media for a bombshell or I'll be answering messages or I will be doing stuff after hours. So yes, 100% it's yeah.
0: Yeah. And that doesn't allow much time for you. And that's probably one of the factors why it, will, it was hard for you to look with him because you didn't have the time To really dedicate to yourself because it wasn't a priority,
1: right? Yeah. Like all the podcasts I listen to, we talk about the white space. Yeah. There was no white space and white space. Like there was no like real downtime. My 5am, my morning routine stuff was technically trying to be my downtime, but that still got blurred at times.
0: Absolutely. So for our listeners who don't know what that white space is, can you just take a
1: moment and explain what that means? um basically just like taking time to just like do nothing <laughs> um for me a lot of time it's like you know when I drive I don't listen to the radio I might turn the music app I might not turn my podcast off, and I just just think as I drive or like when I go for my walks like it's just you know Josh does it differently but it's just time where like the kids aren't home Josh isn't home I'm just doing nothing just kind of like think through today process the day trying to you know what? Did I? I listened to a podcast this morning. I, I, I got a big ha, like aha, from that. Like, what does that mean? Like, when I go for my walk, I don't listen to music anymore. I don't listen to my podcast. I just think. And when I come in, it's so funny. I come in to work and I have this idea, and Kelsey laughs at me, my assistant. She's like, "You you saw about that on your walk today, didn't you?" I'm like, "I did." You know what? I'm so glad you brought that up. And I was kind of
0: hoping you'd go there <laughs> because uh, I had this conversation with a client. Yeah, uh, was it yesterday? And we were talking about moments of creativity and moments where you find the answers to your goals, what you want, who you are. And it's in the quiet.
1: It is, yeah. Like
0: every time I go in nature and sit by the ocean, the the amount of ideas that I have, it's just, it's so incredible. So while I can't go to the ocean every single day, I do make sure that's in my schedule. So I know I have this time where I am going to be creative. I don't force it. It just comes naturally. But I think it's in the moments of silence where we're not scrolling through social media, where we're not listening to something in the background, like where we're just left with our thoughts. I think that's where we
1: get so many ideas about ourselves and the things that we're meant to do. I know, like my wa- my walks are like my me time. And I don't know, just a amount of like, I guess, thoughts and like ideas and that's like stuff I realized during that like 45 minute walk. It, it's yeah. So that's my white. That's usually my white space. Yeah. No, I love that. And I used to listen to
0: podcasts while I walk and sometimes I still do, but I've gotten in the habit of leaving my phone home while I'm on my walks. And I'm telling you, it's a game changer. Like it
1: is a game changer because I'm all about like, you know, I like, a lot of women like, like when I share my exercise and stuff and I kind of like fall off a bandwagon sometimes here and there, whatever. But like, I used to bring my phone with me and if you got a text message, you'd be looking at your phone. But now I do the same thing. I like, I post a picture on my porch, like I'm going for a walk, peace out. I'm leaving my phone at (laughs) home. Exactly. But it's just so
0: important because I think we, as a society, like we've become so programmed to be connected and to be readily available, like instant gratification. It's just like everybody expects it of you. So I'm really trying to teach my clients and even my friends and family, like I am not going to be available on the instant. I might even see your text and decide I'm not in a space where I'm going to answer it right now because, you know, I have other things on the go. And I think just creating these boundaries around our time and our energy is just so important. I don't know what you feel about that.
1: We do the same thing. I still struggle sometimes, but like, right. um uh, especially when it comes like the real estate world because like if someone's calling you you're like oh that could be someone who wants to buy a house but like josh has like really helped me set boundaries of like when you answer when you don't clients have expectations like they can't text me at 10 o'clock at night and expect an answer like no, no. you know do you know what i mean yeah uh, so yeah it's it's very important because if not like you'll just drive yourself crazy pretty much
0: <laughs> and like you say we need that white space we need that downtime we need to be able to be present for ourselves and for our family. And not only that, but like the little ones are watching how you're responding. And if we want something different for our children, then we have to be that model where we show them, I teach people how to treat me. So these are my boundaries. This is what I'm going to allow in my life. This is what I'm not going to allow in my life. And I think by doing all of those things, bring it back to business. It's allowed you to make this pivotal decision in your life where you now know it was 100% the right thing to do.
1: Yeah, 100. I have no regrets, no questions, no what ifs whatsoever, none. And I don't know if some of our like shell customers or like our followers like resent me or don't like that I have that attitude. But like 100%, I'm glad we did it. We went all in and tried it and then we just decided to move on.
0: But on the flip side of that, so like if some of your um, your uh, workers who work with you, if they were let's just say they go down the road and they start their own business and right now they might not be able to understand it. They might not be able to be in your shoes, but if they went down the road and they started their own business and was in the exact same situation, they will reflect back. At what you did as a leader, and will then be able to use those skills for their own experiences, which I think is beautiful.
1: Yeah, I hope so. I hope I remember because, like, a couple of the employees we have were like you know younger girls, and like yeah. I, I'm sure I I crushed them. I felt like I crushed them because I didn't fire them, but like I just laid them out. But I remember like we did like a farewell dinner, and I was like, I really just hope you guys get inspiration or courage to like try something. And if it doesn't work out, then. That's fine. Like we're here celebrating. We're here having mimosas and celebrating how successful Bombshell was. But we're moving on. Absolutely.
0: And sometimes in the moment, people won't understand. They might need to process, but they will. They will get to a point where they know that this was the best decision for you. And you know, the flip side of that is you have to do what's right for you and your family and your community too. And following through with a half heart in that would not be good for your business or good for them.
1: No, I'm definitely not.
0: Yeah. Right. So I just think that there's so many lessons like through through all of that. So I do want to ask you like one kind of last question before we clue up, but what is one misconception that you think people might have about the closing of Bombshell that you would like to kind of iron out there?
1: I'm sure everyone thinks we closed because we were like, didn't have any money or sales were garbage or whatever. And that's not true. Um, I think that's just a common business close because they don't succeed. You know what I mean? But that wasn't our case. Um, so I think, yeah, that was probably like the biggest thing that if people ask, like, why? I'm just like, I, I didn't have the passion for it. I didn't have to drive there. I wasn't 100% committed to make it work. And we weren't forced to close. Like, I still have money in the bombshell bank account. <laughs> but not that we were like, you know, doing amazing with sales either. Like, let's be real. Like, you know, it, it was COVID. Uh, But I think, uh, I think, yeah, the one misconception I'm sure people think is that I was forced to close and that's not the case. And
0: once again, I think that the reason why that misconception is there is because people don't share about the closings and about the, I guess, the ending of a chapter. So once again, this is. The start of breaking another societal norm and giving people a different perspective that sometimes when you see a business
1: closing, it could just be because there are other passions at play. <laughs> like the, I think the quote and like thing is now another like a COVID, you know what I mean? COVID closure or something like that. COVID has a business, but that that wasn't the case. I'm sure that is the case yeah. for some, but fortunately, we that wasn't the case for us.
0: No, and I really honor you once again for sharing all of that and sharing your heart. And is there anything else that you want to share that we haven't covered about this whole journey, about the pivotal decision to close, like anything, did we miss anything that you want listeners to hear?
1: I think we covered most of it, but I think the biggest thing as a business owner, just, you know, you need to be authentic and real and give yourself permission and grace that it's messy and it gets ugly sometimes. And sometimes you just had to make, put your big girl shoes on and make a decision that is best for you. And like, you know, the immediate people around you.
0: Absolutely. And actually, as you said, that, some one more thing came up that I would like to just tiptoe around a little bit. Um, because I, I guarantee you there's someone fired up, listen to this call now, listen to this podcast. I'm like, no, like I'm going to follow through on this thing that I need to, that I know I've been needing to do. But then that ego, that inner critic sneaks in and say, well, what will people think? What advice would you give our listeners who are about to do something that's going to really challenge them and to help them overcome those expectations of other people?
1: I still struggle with that. Everyone, I feel like, is going to struggle with that. But when it came to Bombshell, I... I didn't care what other people thought. I wanted to make sure that, like my my friends, my family, like our bombshell people, understood where I was coming from. I didn't care what anyone else thought. Basically, if they question me, if they want to gossip, if they want to talk about me, like let them. They're talking about me. I don't care if it's good or bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. And I think too, like the more you practice that, the easier it gets. And I would be lying too if I said I still don't struggle with that. I work really hard on it. But like when you are community oriented and when you you're in the business of helping other people, it is hard sometimes. But I think you still have to follow through, rip that bandaid off and just do the damn thing. And the right people will come back into your life and stay in your life and support you no matter what.
1: And those people are going to listen to your story. They're not going to listen to all like the back noise that people are just you know, chatting about
0: exactly, and chances are there there's going to be so many different versions of the truth. Like that also is a hard part about being a business owner. Um, you know, people saying shit that isn't true. Yeah. But I think too, the more that you show up authentically, um, and the more you you are you and follow your heart, then the more people, the right people, will understand that. Not everyone is going to love you. Not everyone is going to understand your heart, and that's part about being a human and a business owner.
1: Yeah, you're not able to please everyone or for everyone to love you, really. Yeah,
0: exactly. So,
1: where can people
0: find you? I know uh, we've done this on the first podcast, but I guarantee we'll have some new listeners for this one. Can you please share where everyone can find you and your amazingness, especially your community too?
1: Um, so, I'm mostly on social media, like Instagram and Facebook, of course. Um, I'm Michelle My Bell on Instagram. I didn't change that. I thought about it. But I'm like, no, I just want to keep it. So, it's my personal Instagram is really like, um, I think my. My hashtag thing is like uh, real life in business with kids or something like that. So like I'm a mompreneur. I'm like, if I'm kind of mom, and showcasing life in business. Um, And then in our social or real estate world, we are sold by Stokes and we're all over, but sold by Stokes. So you can find us anywhere if you just search that.
0: Go stop what you're doing and go and follow her. She's such an inspiration. She's amazing. And she's a trailblazer. So go and follow her. Uh, usually we do rapid fire, but we've already done that one. So I want to close a little bit differently. So let's just say you have only one piece of advice that you can leave our listeners. Only one. This is the last thing that you'll be known for this last piece of advice. What one piece of advice would you give our listeners um, who are business owners out there? What would that one piece be?
1: allow yourself some permission to succeed or fail. Just permission, whatever permission you need right now. If it means permission to go and do something huge and big and wild, do it. Or permission to like sit back and like let something go. Just give yourself permission.
0: Bam, there's your mic drop. (laughs) Well, Michelle, thank you so much for coming on for episode number two and just sharing your truth and story and giving other women once again that permission to fail gracefully, to lead their life, that permission to just be who they are. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Gina. Thanks for listening friends. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode. This is Gina Keeping and remember to keep it real and to keep it fun. Do you struggle with limiting thoughts yourself? Maybe you are experiencing the imposter syndrome where you don't believe in yourself and your business and your negative real is really holding you back. If so, I have a free resource for you. Head to the show notes and click on the link to get it. I promise you it will help you and therefore will help your business as well. If you're new to the podcast, thank you for being here. And if you haven't left a five-star review, please do so. I would really, really appreciate it. And if you or someone you know would love to be a guest on the Keeping Real podcast, check out the show notes as well and let's get you on the show. Hope you have the best day and thanks for keeping it real.